0: Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love.
2: It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup.
0: Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans
1: might be, here's Sean Kelly. All right, here we go. It's the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. This is the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings on this Thursday from Studio B here on Airline Drive. So glad you could join us here today as the Saints are set to wrap up OTAs on the campus here. And uh, get set for minicamp next week. How about that? We are cruising now into the middle portion of June. And speaking of the Saints, we've got lots of football to talk about today. We're going to look back at yesterday's practice here on Airline Drive, and we'll hear from Saints head coach Sean Payton. A lot of times you'll hear a couple of sound bites here and there or read a quote in the paper. We here on the Black and Blue Report want you to hear Coach uh, talk about everything that he did yesterday after practice. And we'll run his uh, press conference in its entirety on today's podcast And then we'll get reaction and observations from two different uh, guys who are with the Saints all the time. Of course, our own John DeShazer, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. He was at practice yesterday and in the locker room. He is set to join us. And then Saints sideline reporter Christian Garrick from the New Orleans Saints radio network on WWL Radio, also stopping by today to talk about the black and gold and uh, yesterday's practice open to the media. Uh, I think you're going to hear a couple of names quite often uh, throughout uh, Coach Payton, uh, John, and Christian all together. Uh, Certainly probably a nod or two to Delvin Bro on the defensive side of the football, Uh, Brandon Cooks on the offensive side of the football, and it was good to get our first look yesterday at Andres Pete along the Saints offensive line. He ran with the second team for the most part yesterday. And uh, Coach Payton also talked about the focus being on the two-minute part of the, uh, uh, the attack, uh, offensively and defensively for that matter. Coach Payton is going to extensively go through a number of different topics, including some injury news as well, and I'll let him tell you all about that. So we're good to go. I want to take a quick break because we've got a lot to cover today, and we're going to do so starting with Coach Payton right after this.
4: Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad, and you're invited to try out. Audition prep classes are starting soon, with open auditions happening Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. Get details on these prep classes, open auditions, and full Pelicans dance team coverage now at pelicans.com. For fast
0: the heat is here, and Keef's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready for action. Keef's is South Louisiana's AC replacement specialists. When you're ready for a new high-efficiency, money-saving air condition unit, call us. And as always, call Keef's, and we'll get you cool in three hours or less, guaranteed. Keef's
4: Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe.
0: We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, as we mentioned, the Saints are back on the practice field today. Yesterday, they went through the midday heat, and Coach Payton, as he likes to do, uh, was very good about wrapping things up and answering tons of questions from the media, all assembled uh, just down the hall from us yesterday afternoon. The Saints were outside, and here is Coach Payton from yesterday's Saints practice.
2: So we're we're in our, basically our our last week of OTAs before minicamp next week uh, schedule on the field. Is very similar when we move into that mini camp phase. Um, today we had an emphasis on, on some of the two minute situations. Any questions? Sean, is uh,
5: Junior Gallette, He hasn't practiced it three times we've been out here. Is, it, is that injury related?
2: Or is he- yeah, right now he's working through, and, and we're waiting on, and he's waiting on a final opinion. He, he's got a peck in. He's got a peck injury, and just wanting to make sure we're wanting to make sure we get the the right opinions on, on the direction we're going to go, um, I'll leave it at that.
5: Sean, do you feel better about your depth at that position this year as you had that years past? What year? position? Oh, at yeah, junior's position, you can't go type of that.
2: Approach. Well, he, he's at one of the outside positions. Obviously, we, we've got a handful of guys that uh, are lining up either at Sam or at Jack. Um, and yet there's some other positions where we feel like guys are getting more reps because a player's nicked up ahead of them or just isn't able to, you know, Uh, get the snap so yeah I mean I think obviously coming after the draft you you see more numbers there he's doing well he's picked things up you know the mental element of it uh, he's handled pretty well he's in real good shape you can see that now and um, you know just continue to work on the fundamentals and uh, but he's handled he's handled things the installation all of that uh, really well, so that's encouraging. He made some plays today. Is it that
3: big of a transition goal from the Canadian league to this league? I mean, it's a bigger field. I it mean.
2: just depends on the player. Uh, you know, some guys can can pick things up fairly quickly. Other guys need need more time. Um, from a football standpoint, uh, there there are a handful of things that are different. You know, the motions up there are much different than what we see, and and yet they're still playing a You know fair amount of some of the same coverages we're playing
3: Sean have you seen a jump from Brandon Cooks so far this spring I mean he said he feels like he's a lot better
2: player moving well a lot he's in his second year with a lot more inf- you know a lot more knowledge of what we're doing uh you know and so it, it allows the player to play a little faster he's healthy and and you know he's 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 doing well he's progressed well how
3: strong was he coming on when he got injured last year With he I
2: think you know I think he's someone that's a quick learner so you know he, he was able to pick things up fairly quickly for a rookie um and you know i think right now he's he's in good shape and obviously running around well and for him it's year two of a system so it's it's a little bit easier with the with the learning curve
3: Is pete good to go now with his college thing yeah
2: he got in uh what's today wednesday so he got in yesterday um he'll be out here now for the rest of the, for the remainder he graduated, I think on Monday,
0: Son, maybe because you were doing two minute drills, there seemed to
2: be a lot of extra energy today. How much sense of urgency do you want to see out of these guys, even though, you know, you're still at just this stage of OTAs? Yeah, but ultimately you have to practice with a purpose. You have to, you know, when you, when you get in those situations, it's something that when we've been good here as a team, we've been pretty good in the two minute, in the fourth quarter. And when we've struggled, uh, You know we haven't been as good, and each year you look at about five, six, seven games that come down to that that final drive, and you know so you you do have to have a sense of urgency, and guys are competing, so that that's that's something that uh, is important.
5: Along those same lines, next week fans will be able to finally get out here and see this team, and kind of amp up. Players love playing with that as well. It's going to add a little bit to it.
2: Yeah, I mean our listen for us, it's great. We have a great fan base, and they take a, a huge interest in in our team, and. You know, always in the spring, it's their, their first chance to get exposure to to the new players, both the rookies and, and veteran players that weren't on last year's roster. So that's always, uh, I think, a plus for our fans. There any reason Ryan Griffin is here today? No, just uh, you know, again, he, he he's excused. Someone, you know, I talked to him. So we got a handful of guys like that throughout this. You know, that on on any given day, uh, we had a berth um, with one player who was leaving. So that's just part of the deal.
0: Is Cam Jordan in that same
2: Cam was just what I was talking about. Yeah, he's 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 excused.
3: Anthony
1: Davis uh, from the 49ers, not the Pelicans just decided to sit out for a year, you know, saying he wanted to rest his body and we saw something like that from Chris Borland as well, young players deciding to kind of call, you know, well, Borland retired. Right. And then Davis has said he's just going to sit out here. I mean, do you envision a lot of players taking a Look at themselves and saying, you know, just knowing the injury risk and knowing what they know about uh, what happens to them playing this game. Do you see, maybe I'm not saying it's a trend, but do you think that could?
2: I, you know, I, I think um, look, it's it's a it's a an individual's decision. Each one probably is unique and different. Um, you know, San Francisco's had a couple, obviously, uh, and and I think it just it, it depends on the player and the position and and. You know, where he's at, you know, those, those guys, these guys all out here are grown men that, uh, you know, are capable of making those decisions and, um, you certainly respect that.
5: This one might be a little bit out there. Uh, the Cowboys mentioned that they're using some virtual reality to kind of help train players. Do you see that as something that, that could take? Well, older?
2: we, I do. I mean, I, it was something we met on. There was a, um, all kind of a convention, if you will, out east and, and I spoke at it with regards to Certain topics like that, and yeah, I mean, I think, look, as teachers, we're no different than the teachers in the classroom. You're you're constantly looking to improve your ability to teach a subject, and the minute you stop looking, then then you become stale. And so that's that's something that uh, is another uh, another area that I'm sure will get progressively better. And uh, I do see that you know down the road being a wave to train not just the quarterback position but other players as well
4: and last year cj Spiller averaged over 10 yards a catch which is a ton for a running back just what, how much what kind of dimension does he give could he can he give this well up? he's versatile
2: he's got exceptional speed um so he's a threat on the perimeter and the, the trick each you know each time you're obviously getting ready to play is, is trying to find ways to get him the football in, in those space situations but he can run
0: you want everybody to feel like they're fighting for roster spots but guys who truly know they are going to be in be fighting for one in and when you get to training camp what do you want them to know right now what what's what's being looked? what are you looking at out of what's being expected of them at this stage
2: it, it's pretty simple you know it starts with the, the question really is how do you evaluate a player and it starts with you know does he know what to do how well is he doing it is he trying to do what what we're asking and then the last one is how's he doing it
0: does
2: it kick up a notch next week? Next week we're still in helmets and so there's you know, you're basically throughout this spring you're in helmets and, and jerseys and you gotta learn how to practice and so I, I would say that the OTA practice is identical to the minicamp practice. It's identical. And then in training camp when you add shoulder pads, it changes the, the, the way you're able to it's it's really difficult for the interior players. Because they're the ones on every play that that have to work with each other. So we got to be smart, and and yet there's a big portion of what we're doing that you know hopefully prepares them for training camp so that they're better equipped and they understand the scheme how much, better. How
3: much do you think your personality will change on offense based on all the changes you made in the offseason?
2: Well, I, I was asked this earlier. I, I don't. Each year we we what we've tried to do honestly is take our personnel and. And, and apply it the best way we see fit to move the football so um, I don't envision uh, the key will be you know how we utilize this group of players um, so I don't I don't envision this drastic change if you will I, 6 there was a certain talent that we had you know present and we tried to take advantage of the playmakers and progressively through the years we've done that um, so I, I don't see that changing much what is it, is it- a lot of people talk about running the ball more, okay? Yeah, but I, that's, that's my point, though. I mean, I, when we've been good, we've, we've, we've run the ball. 09, we ran the ball real well. 06, we ran the ball real well. And 13 last year. So, back to your question, I don't see this whole, like, you know, major shift in a certain direction. I, I, you know, we're going to try to move the football and score. And some weeks it, it may be running the ball more. Some weeks it may be throwing the ball more. I mean, that uh, that's just the truth.
5: Sean, it looked like uh, today's practice that uh, was this just by chance that Brandon Cooks was targeted a number of times. And uh, him and Drew, uh, they seemed like in a few passes, they went in midseason for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think depending on the progression, uh, Bobby, a lot of times it'll it'll take you to that, that weak side X. Um, and you were doing so much that there'll be a day where you know, yesterday or the day before, it might be another receiver. You know how it's been here. It's 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 pretty difficult to chart what one receiver maybe is getting a, a ton of the targets. But, uh, but back to the earlier question, you know, Brandon understands clearly, you know, what we're doing. He's smart and, uh, you know, has, has been out here and doing well.
0: Sean, uh, the new options you have at outside linebacker. Uh is, that, is this some of the best depth that you've had in, in the three years under the 3-4 system, and what do you think of Spencer and Kikaha coming along so
2: far? Well, let's talk about Spencer and, and Kikaha. Um, obviously, one's a veteran player, and the other one is in his first year, so both new to our program, both learning uh, our defense. Um, I, you know, with regards to the depth, uh, it, a lot of it is, you know, what can they play, you know, when you're, when you're in your base front What's their position, and then when you're in your sub packages, what are they playing? And uh, and I think that we'll get a better indication when we get into training camp because right now, you know, we're still looking at numbers, and we're, and we're we're really not. It's hard to rush the passer right now and, and get an idea if someone's doing it well or not. So uh, I think time will tell.
4: Coach, going back to uh, Pete with him coming in this week, you've been through this with Pac-12 guys before. When they get in, how far behind in with him is? Specifically, how far behind do
2: you think he is? You know, we're able to, A, he's able to be at the rookie camp, which he was. Um, We're able to have communications and with the technology now, go through the installs. He's he's coming from a a pro system. Um, I I think there'll be some catching up to do, uh, and yet at the same time, I I think knowing him – He's a pretty sharp guy He just graduated from Stanford. So I'm sure he's had other challenges that are probably a little bit more difficult than that. Um, So, but these next three or four days will be important for him next week and and then up into training camp. So he'll make it up and and get up to speed.
0: how much more are you expecting out of Brandon Cooks this year?
2: Well, listen, he's part of the package. He's part of what we do. And so no more than we were last year, you know, as a rookie, he was in there. You know, certainly he'll probably get more snaps when he got hurt. Uh, you know, it was kind of incomplete. So I think you'll see a, a player's healthy and, and in his second year. Got a lot of uh, knowledge of what we're doing. Uh, you know, I, I think he's looking forward to having a good season. Sean,
0: have Sean. you guys made new additions to your scouting department? Can you confirm any of those?
2: Players? Yeah, we've made three. At some point, we'll announce it to you guys.
0: Sean, Joe Morgan's had his ups and downs
2: with you. What do you see out of him physically and, 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 and mental preparation right now? He's doing well, he, uh, he runs well. I think he's certainly fully healthy. Um, you know, and, and he spent a lot of time. There's a lot of training with him. And, and I think with the, that room has changed a lot. New receiver coach, uh, Johnny Morton, Greg Lewis is in that room also, um, a handful of new players. And, and so, you know, he's like the rest of them, you know, competing. And, and really, just trying to master, uh, you know, that position he's playing. Z, moving. We're moving him around a little bit, but he's handling that well. He's one of your
5: older. Who was that? Uh, Joe, one of your older receivers, a little bit now. Not in terms of experience, but in terms of being in the locker room, maybe that will help his maturity a little bit and growing up in the league a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, him more
2: I think that. Look, I think at some point, all of these players understand how how short potentially that that time can be playing in this league, and, and certainly the opportunities to, to be a part of the team. And, and you know, he's done a good job of, of training here and, and taking advantage of, of his opportunity. And he'll be competing. And he's someone that's not afraid to block. And so we'll see how it goes. He's doing good.
0: Sean,
5: when you look at uh, contract extensions, uh, Julie Gallette, Cam Jordan, uh, which- comes about that uh, before they actually play out their contract after
1: the season, reward them, then uh, they end up giving them the big money uh, before they play
2: the season. Well, typically, there's a process that's involved. Um, you know, Mickey will spend some time. We'll look at the player individually, and and there's not an exact science to it. You know, it, it, a lot of times is uh, you know having a vision for the player. And, and seeing it long-term. Obviously there's a benefit to the player and the club if you're able to get a contract done maybe before the expiration of his first deal. You know, uh, the player secures that, that financial gain uh, with knowing that there's always that risk of injury and then the, uh, the club is able to kind of work the contract that, that allows a little bit more space. And so it, with each player, it's different
0: out two weeks now is that one
2: you can expand on he hadn't been out two weeks but oh, well i mean we didn't see him last week, but, but yeah i'm not really going to hit the injuries anybody else thanks well, there you go saints head coach sean payton with
1: the media yesterday we're going to get some observations and some thoughts from two different guys uh, still to come here on the black and blue report starting with our own john DeShazer right after this
0: Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today.
1: Now that we've heard from Saints head coach Sean Payton, let's bring in the senior writer from uh, NewOrleansSaints.com. That's John DeShazer, who was sweating it out with the Saints yesterday at uh, OTA practice. John, uh, how many uh, T-shirts did you go through yesterday?
3: Uh, only the two that I had on, you know, the, uh, the, the, the tank and the, and the regular <laughs> but, uh it got a little, uh, it got a little warm out there, and, and actually, that's probably pretty good training for those guys, uh, considering you know all things considered. Because you know that first game of the season, we got to remember, it's going to be in Arizona, and uh, you know I know they say it's a dry heat, but heat is heat. So these guys, you know, once the Saints go and do their training camp in in Lewisburg and White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, oh man, that's that's not anything close to the way it's going to be you know, for that season of the game. So, you know, hopefully, you know, the veterans, they know what they expect. But for the young guys, it probably was a, it's probably been a good smack in the face these last couple of weeks, these OTAs. Oh, well,
1: there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. And then the minicamp will uh, kind of get things wrapped up next week. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, but, John, for folks who did not uh, take part yesterday in uh, your writing on NewOrleansSaints.com, they should. I thought you wrote a great piece about Brandon Cooks. Uh, what was it about Cooks that prompted you to put uh, pen to paper yesterday?
3: Well, you know, we spoke to him last week, and I uh, just hadn't had a chance to actually get it on. But, I mean, he's, he's a kid who, you know, obviously we saw him last year, and we saw the shock value, just the, the, the shock value he has with his speed. And, uh, you know, one of the things that that really impressed you and I last year was the fact that he has great hands, and that's one of the things we didn't necessarily know coming out of Oregon State. You know, he had some great numbers, with that kind of speed, you can hit him on a couple of bubble screens and on some deep pass, and who knows. But we saw his ability to catch the football, and then he – ends up breaking his thumb at the end of last season. misses the last six games. But he came back, and and he's been back out there, and we still see the speed. But now you see him, and you talk to him, and he's like, look, I can go even faster because now I'm not thinking as much. Now I know the playbook a little bit better. Now I'm just reacting and doing what I'm supposed to do as opposed to the the, the thought process slowing it down. Because he said last year a whole lot of it was he was thinking as he was trying to do it, and it slowed him down. So it'll be interesting to see him completely unleashed because – you know, you, you, you look at him and you, and you know Coach Sean Payton has been thinking about he and C.J. Spiller and what can be done with those guys and their speed in terms of getting them on the edge and getting them in open space. So it will be interesting to see, especially when he and Spiller are on the field at the same time, what really can happen with this offense. Well,
1: that would be fun to watch. I'll, I'll certainly take that. And then in talking to some other folks and hearing from Sean Payton, uh, Delvin Broad seemed to turn some heads yesterday defensively, John.
3: And, man, he, he looked like, well, number one, Brandon Brown didn't work yesterday. That might have been one of those veteran days where you just get a day off. But he worked with the number one defense, that, you know, so that speaks something to, to the way that they regard him right now. And, two, you know, he showed some some really best ball skills. I mean, a leaping interception that he made that, you know, was a fantastic play and a couple of pass breakups. And, you know, you don't want to go too overboard. And I know that Coach Sean Payton and the coaching staff, you know, they preach caution when you're going through OTAs and minicamps because of the lack of contact. But in situations like this, ball skills and the ability to cover, you can see those things out of the cornerbacks and the DBs and the safeties. And you can see some things out of receivers that you can't necessarily see out of the guys up front because, you know, they don't have pads on and they're not really going to be able to be physical. But you can see guys' ability to cover. You can see guys' ability to pluck the football out of the air when they get a chance to get their hands on it. And Delvin Bro, you know, he came highly regarded from Canada, and certainly he doesn't look like he's going to disappoint whatsoever. I think he's got, you know, just based on what we saw yesterday, and again, it's a a snapshot, but when Brandon Browner was not out there at right cornerback, Delvin Bro was, and I think that says a lot. Now, of course, you know, he's going to have to hold some guys off, you know, he's got a couple of rookies who are going to be beaten at the door, and he's got Kyle Wilson who's going to be beaten at the door, and so you know, and, and and Brian Dixon. So he's got some guys who are out there for competition, but the fact that he's out, he was out there with the ones yesterday. I think that says a little bit about his abilities. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Coach Payton did touch upon Junior Gillette's, uh chest injury, pectoral injury. Uh, there seems to be a lot uh, still to be learned about that. Um, but what happens here if the Saints need to uh, plug that hole or next man up, if you will? Who who might that be, John? As we get toward training camp, if if Gillette's injury is long term.
3: Well, it looks like the next man up is going to be Anthony Spencer, the uh, the veteran who you know uh, you know was with Dallas of late, who uh, had some nice years with the Cowboys. So he looks like he's the guy who's plugging in right now in junior. Well, he doesn't look like he is the guy who's plugging in right now at junior Goglet spot. Now, of course, you know that's an opportunity also. For a guy like, you know, Hal Kakaha, the rookie, you know, from Washington who had the 19 sacks last year and led the, led the NCAA, it'll be an opportunity for him to get on the field in that, in that position also. So they've got some guys they feel like can rush the pass and they feel like they can plug into that situa- situation over there in Junior go that spot if Junior's not able to go. The first and foremost being Anthony Spencer, but I think this might be an opportunity, also, also a golden opportunity for Kakaha. You know, you don't want to get your opportunities that way for guys to get injured, but you've got to be ready when when it knock, when it knocks on the door. So, you know, here's a chance for Takaha to be, maybe be able to step in and play some early as a rookie.
1: John, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you've seen the Saints now three times uh, up close and personal here this spring uh, into the summer. Uh, with that and those observations, what will you take into minicamp next week? What will you start to uh, to zero in on over those next three days coming up?
3: Well, I mean, the thing I want to concentrate most on it is to see what the what the defense does, and I think the main thing is again, you're not tackling or anything like that, but you want to make sure that guys are are lined up correctly and and they're carrying out their assignments, and you'll get a good feel of that, you know, if you're out there, fans will, because you if they're not, you'll hear it from Rob Ryan, you'll hear it from Crying Dog huh, Wesley McGriff, you'll hear it from um, from Dennis Allen, and you will hear it from Joe Vent the defensive coaches, they will let you know whether those guys are lined up properly, whether they're making the proper uh, have the proper technique, whether they're making the proper reads. And that's the thing you want, to, you want to see because this defense is being simplified. It's going to be a little bit different defense than, than the last couple of years. And you want to make sure that they're adapting well because they want to be able to simplify so, they, so they'll have less clutter, so they'll play faster and hopefully produce more turnovers and be able to get, get after the quarterback a little bit quicker. So that's the side of the ball I'm really going to monitor. The offense is going to take care of it. So it's pretty much been the same guys or the same principal guys since 2006. As long as you got Drew Brees at quarterback, you feel pretty secure about the offense. You know, they might have some slow starts here and there, but for the most part, at the end of the season, you know, based on the, the past history of them since 2006, you figure they're going to end up where they're supposed to be statistically. But the defense is where the improvement has to come. And you have to see, when, you know, what Brandon Brown here is going to bring to the table. Although, again, you won't get a great glimpse of it, you know, in these pretty much non-contact drills. But to see him out there and see him lined up and make sure these guys are in the right places, you want to see make sure that Delvin Bro still knows what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, Stefan Anthony, the rookie linebacker from Clemson, it will be a good opportunity to see some more of him at the uh, at the inside linebacker position. Although right now, you know Ramon Humber and David Hawthorne are the guys. David Hawthorne being the primary guy who's going to be calling out the defense. But you figure they drafted Stephon Anthony for a reason, as a big thumper to help you know control the running game and those kind of things. So you want to just make sure those rookies, especially those rookies like you know Anthony and Kakaha and those guys are lined up properly and know what they're supposed to be doing on defense.
1: Before I let you go, Cavaliers or Warriors tonight in game four of the NBA Finals?
3: You know what, it's tough, but I think I'm going to take the Warriors. I think that as badly as they played, I think they're due for a game. I don't know if it's going to be a breakout game, but as badly as they played, I think they're due for a decent game, and I just, you know, Cleveland's you know, grinding them and grinding them and grinding them. But I believe that – I think Golden State's going to make a few more shots, and I think it's going to be 2-2 after the, uh, after the night. So, you know, now don't, don't get me wrong, it wouldn't bother me to see Cleveland because, you know, the way the city has suffered, you know, you kind of want to see them win <laughs> something. But I think Golden State's going to take it tonight.
1: That's the merciful one, John DeShazer, as, uh, <laughs> as always. Um, <laughs> I like you I like you throwing the, uh, the folks up there on Lake Erie a bone. That's nicely done. Although I'm with you, I think the Warriors will uh, – prevail tonight in Game 4. John, have a great weekend, and we'll look for you on NewOrleansSaints.com. and we'll see you next week at Saints Minicamp, okay?
3: Will do, my friend. I'll talk to you later.
1: Alright, back after this.
0: I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street, asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery.
4: I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends.
0: I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's club. quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot, $40 million. Must be at least $21 to purchase. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report.
1: Let's continue our discussion about Saints OTAs and minicamp next week with a uh, Saints sideline reporter with the Saints Radio Network. That's Christian Garrick, also the co-host of Double Coverage on 3WL. You also hear him on WW. You hear Christian Garrick everywhere. Christian, is there anywhere that we don't hear you these days? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but,
5: yeah, I'm on a few platforms and, and love doing it, though, that's for sure.
1: No doubt. And uh, as we talk about football here in June, which uh, we were just speaking off mic just a few minutes ago, how this is now just basically a year-round endeavor. Uh, Football in June has its own flavor and its own purpose, and obviously it's to be looked at in a certain way. How do you view uh, the NFL and what specifically the Saints try and accomplish here at this time of year?
5: Well, tempered enthusiasm, I think, would be wise in any approach for uh, any fan or analyst or a member of the media trying to cover this team and trying to discern a few things you you, you can you can certainly learn some things but nothing is finite uh, that's for sure everybody looks good i mean they're in shorts and helmets let's be honest um and at this point of the year uh you heard jabari greer say it, uh, not too long ago that at this point in the year everybody has hope everybody believes that they're on the right track to to go on to the super bowl and uh, nobody's significantly injured for the most part. I, I know you have those from time to time in mini camps, et cetera, but uh, it's just one of those deals where I look at it with a, a bit of a, um, a skeptical eye only because, you know, um, I've seen guys, you know, come in in the spring before uh, and have completely disappointing uh, training camps that look great in the spring, and then once the pads went on, it just didn't work for them. So uh, there's some things that the way this the organized team activities are set up the guys that are going to stand out is, are the ones that should, the receivers, the running backs, the cornerbacks. The offensive and defensive line, it, it, you almost can get nothing from that because um, their position is predicated upon uh, physicality, and there's, there's no physicality during organized team activity. So when you're trying to evaluate a player, I think what you can look for is, hey, if he's coming off an injury, how is he moving? Uh, does he look – he's just more comfortable – uh, with the playbook, a lot like we've seen from Brandon Coleman and Sean Stebius Jones uh, this, this offseason.
1: Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's, let's stay with this. I like this idea here. Um, this idea that everybody has hope, everybody also has new faces, and you just kind of touched upon that a moment ago. But if, if you were to try and take a crystal ball, Christian, uh, and say these players or these new faces intrigue me now, which are the ones that you say uh, continue that or make a smile come fall?
5: Without a doubt, uh, it's C.J. Spiller. I mean, I-, I really like this acquisition in a lot of ways uh, for the New Orleans Saints because, you know, they're gonna have to shift a little bit of the uh, burden, so to speak, with the guys that we've talked about now at nauseum that are no longer here through trades that they've, you know, shipped off Kenny Stills and Jimmy Graham. But, um, you know, a- a- another area that they lacked last year uh, was the absence of Darren Sproles. So I think C.J. Spiller uh, can fill that role in the passing game as a threat out of the backfield, but I think he's a better running back than Darren Sproles was and could carry the ball 15, 20 times in a ball game if need be, if called upon. I don't think you ever expected that from Darren Sproles. You were going to get you know six to eight touches on the ground on on draw plays or on maybe some sweeps, uh, and then you know six or seven catches out of the backfield. That was how he was going to add up to about 15 when he was really rolling and putting out uh, some serious numbers. So it would be C.J. Spiller for me that I look at and go, I-, I think he'll be a big part. I wrote about it. Uh, after the first organized team activities, you can see he's got that unique skill set that Sean Payton uh, covets, and not only that, but has become a master of utilizing. Uh, and it goes, and he keeps referencing. And I'm talking to Sean Payton, uh, the 2006 offense compared to how it evolved later on down the road. I think you're going to see a lot more of that uh, because of the way they utilized Reggie Bush. I think C.J. Spiller will be utilized similar to that. So that's one player that you look at and immediately say, yeah, he should be a player that'll carry a strong off-season into uh, the regular season, and it comes with every player. He's got to stay healthy.
1: Okay, all right. I, I like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to tell you how right you were in the fall, if that's the case. Uh, Christian Garrick here with us from WWL Radio. Hey, Christian, uh, next week, weather permitting, uh, Saints practice, uh, albeit minicamp, is open to the public, and I know there are a ton of fans who are ready to go out to airline drive next week and, and enjoy it, albeit in the heat probably. But, um, you know, there's one thing about football practice, and that I think in learning how to watch a practice is somewhat of an acquired skill because, yes, there are team periods, but a lot of times you see position groups break off. There's, there's a different look to it than, say, if you were to sit down and watch a football game per se.
4: Mm-hmm. What,
1: what can you teach fans or what can you share with fans about your experience and, and how you uh, certainly would go about watching a football practice and, 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 and with that getting the most enjoyment out of it?
5: yeah well, okay, there's a training camp practice and then there's mini camp practice. The training camp practices, I like to watch the big guys when they got pads on and, and I want to see you know who's gaining leverage, who's getting penetration, who's winning those pass rushing drills, And that's still a little difficult to do in organized team activity. so this uh, this approach during mini camp will be different than one maybe I use during training camp, but um I, I just like to watch the one on one battles at uh, wide receiver at corner the safeties. How well are guys moving around? Um, maybe that for a player that's coming off an injury, um, you know, the previous year, how does he how does he move? Um, I try not to watch the ball. Uh, look, I've seen enough Drew Brees touchdown passes. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I know I know that cat can throw the ball. So, uh, and and, and uh, same with the other quarterbacks on this roster. Um, so, uh, you know, one interesting part of it. Going along those lines of the quarterback position is the growth and the development of Garrett Grayson. Um, You can tell when a quarterback is still kind of thinking out there instead of reacting. Uh, And at times, you know, rookie quarterbacks have a struggle with, if it doesn't go down exactly the way they expect it to go down, how quickly can they adjust? I mean, the great ones are, are, are the masters at improvising when they have a breakdown, a pass rusher comes free that they didn't expect. But the point being is that uh, in OTAs, I think you watch, you try not to watch the ball as much as possible. Don't focus too much on the offensive and defensive lines because it's really kind of, they're just hand fighting in there. There's not going to be a whole lot of contact, and it's hard to discern uh, what would be a sack uh, you know, in in a real game and what isn't a sack. And really, the, the wide receivers, running backs, linebackers, watch those guys match up. I love watching Stefan Anthony for through the first couple of weeks here. Just his athleticism has something that has been something that stood out. You can tell he's a very athletic middle linebacker for the
1: Saints. All right. Good advice. Good stuff as always, too. Christian, we'll be listening for you, and uh, I know folks will be looking to say hello to your practice next week. All the best. Thanks a bunch, man. Appreciate it. You, uh, Christian Garrick with us on the Black and Blue Report right back after this.
4: Last year, over 400,000 people, from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866 Auctioner for a same day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report.
1: Well, we're about set to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report. Glad you were with us on this Thursday. Lots of Saints talk and a big thanks to Christian Garrick, John DeShazer, and Head Coach Sean Payton for being with us here today. Hope you enjoyed it all and hope that you are able to make it out to maybe one of the practices next week as the Saints are set to open things up during minicamp. A lot of details to be found at NewOrleansSaints.com and uh, knock on wood, the weather will be good and the Saints will stay outside allowing all of us to uh, have a look as uh, they will break after minicamp and then take that break all the way until uh, the Greenbrier in the start of training camp in late July. Alright, game four of the NBA Finals tonight. It's a big opportunity for the Golden State Warriors to grab some momentum back. Uh, certainly Cleveland has the momentum going in, but uh, Steph Curry seemed to figure th- some things out in the second half the other night despite uh, Golden State's loss. We'll see how it plays out and then tomorrow We'll talk about that and other NBA news, including Pelican's Notes with David Wesley from Fox Sports New Orleans. He'll be with us tomorrow, and so will Sean Fazan from Fox 8 Sports. Hope that you join us. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody.